walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. It's the hardest. Walk around and disregard it. Should you walk around, show you what heart is. Standing strong and proud of me, and I can't. Let's get started. Yeah, get your boots ready. We're about to go on a trip where we wrestle nobody, settling or calling it quits. You're here for the grit, betcha this stuff is amazing. You're stumbling, welcome to the bump in the apron. Step into it, the hardest part of the ring. Here to bring fun, yeah, and this art is king. It's the best thing, making sure you don't tap out. Don't go soft with the hardest part cast out. And it's not just another one, it's clear. Off the rest, in this content, none can test. Take the nonsense off the steps. You know it's nothing but Pure gems when it's coming off the chest. Get it? Now it's time to sit and relax. Get your mind blown away. Ain't no skipping this track. Have you paid more attention? No listening gap. Get everything I ever wanted. No giving it back. Yeah. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Apron Bump Podcast. It's your boy, Kyle, aka the hardest part of the ring. And uh, boy, howdy. Hope everybody's uh, ready for a menage trois in this podcast. <clears throat> I mean, it's only two people, but like <laughs> the titles, the, 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 the event's called Three-Way Dance. Uh, threesome. Threesome uh, se- sexually. Is, I was <clears throat> so ECW Extreme Championship Wrestling. Uh, three-Way Dance 1995. This is uh, just two days after WrestleMania 11, which uh, was my previous episode. And this is about two or three weeks after WCW Uncensored 1995. So go check those episodes out if you have not already. Easy way to do that. If you enjoy this era of wrestling, go to apronbump.com. Go to the episodes tab at the top and select Wrestling Wars of the 90s. So that'll bring you the whole timeline of these three companies, WWF, WCW, and ECW. Uh, Timeline, which right now, everybody's just trying to figure things out. You know, WCW is having guys fight in hay on moving semi-trucks. WWF is headlining their WrestleMania uh, with the kid from Home Improvement. And uh, yeah, now we have ECW. (laughs) Wrestling's in a weird place. But we get into that a lot in the podcast. But as you listen to us, you can kind of, and we touch on this as well, you can see why ECW had such a groundswell during this time. Because there wasn't really anything else that was entertaining. Uh, at least not in America from a wrestling standpoint. So, But eventually WCW, WWF, they would, uh, well, they would pretty much just jack everything that ECW had and to, <laughs> to make it their own. But it is what it is. But ECW... This show right here, three-way dance. This this is just ECW to a T, man. I mean, we we see a lot of huge debuts. We see a lot of major pivot points. Um, and just you know the way things happen, you're like, yeah, this is ECW. This is peak ECW. So we have in this show, we get a huge catalyst gets added to the Raven and Tommy Dreamer storyline. Big things happen. Big debuts happen here. Uh, we get more insanity from the Ian and Axel Rotten rivalry. 
Uh, we have Ron Simmons is back being an absolute monster. We got Taz and a certain dog faced gremlin teaming up to give you the team that you never knew you needed. Um, and then you have Sandman, you know, spending dear, damn near half the show smoking a cigarette. So lots of shenanigans. But speaking of cigarettes, um, I guess smoked one <laughs> as we were uh, doing this episode, which made it the most ECW episode you'll ever hear in your life. Uh, brought back Justin from the Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. You might remember him from uh, a previous episode, a Ring of Honor, Crowning a Champion. Uh, go check that out if you have not already. That, uh, boy, that is a unique episode. So go check out. That's all I'll say about that. Go check that out. And uh, but yeah, check out Juice Pro Wrestling. They're putting out a ton of great content. They uh, just dropped a really great interview with Josh Alexander. You know, the pretty much the face of Impact at this point, X-Division champion. Great interview there. And they, they do other interviews with tons of people involved in the wrestling business and um, and beyond that. So really entertaining podcasts, which is uh, why I brought them back. So go check out Justin and the Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. All their info in the description, but check them out at jpdub.com. Check them out on Twitter, Instagram, all that shiz. And let's get into it, baby. ECW, three-way dance, 1995, with myself and Justin from the Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast. Do I look uh, like a pedophile or what? Yeah, that's how I prefer you, though. (laughs) Do you care if I smoke? No, I prefer that you do, actually. Don't smoke. Why not? Other people that fucking smoke. Yeah, this shirt's suffocating me right now, dude. This is. Just... I mean, if you need to rip it off, just go shirtless. I like it. I'll allow it. See my fucking movies, dude. Just go full Sandman. How's my mic level and all that shit? Yeah, it's good. I think. <laughs> I... Yeah, so I can still do my stupid shit. Man, that's that. That was pretty low, man. Oh, I can get. I one. think you could do well better than that. You know, I'm a death metal boy, man. I like to do that shit. You see, this podcast is more like a Dave Matthews kind of vibe. That's what Sredden's so, uh, into. He's a huge Dave Matthews fan. I'm like, oh, he's tripping billers. <laughs> Hack up your skirt, little boy. Uh, yeah. yeah. Fucking <laughs> <boy>. <laughs> I'm actually going to go see him in like two weeks or so. You are? Yeah. Good old Dave. I like how he like dropped a bunch of shit on some fans in Chicago years back. Like actual shit? Yeah, they like they emptied out a boat or... Whatever they were fucking on, they emptied out some shit thing and it got on a bunch of tourists or fans or something in Chicago. It was, it was pretty cool. Yeah, sounds like it. Give me something to look forward to, I guess, when I see him. Uh, yeah, thanks for thanks for making the time, by the way, uh, to watch the show. Come on here, talk to me, ECW. Um, but yeah, I, I could tell by the Tommy Dreamer shirt that you were a big ECW fan growing up. Were you watching like around this time? Yeah. Um... I had just started watching around that time, and I, dude, I remember the first pay per view. It was fucking insane. Yeah, it's like much like people, the first pay per view or the first because uh, the first pay per view was in like ninety seven, right? I uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but their their first like extreme show was uh, November ninety four. Yeah, and they started coming out with uh, what was it like hardcore TV and stuff, and that's where I, I see yeah. some of these matches on was fucking that right after man cow for people who know who the fuck that guy is oh hell yeah hell yeah big man cow guy <laughs> you like him you kind of uh, look like him 
Is that man, Kyle fucking Muller in the flesh? I don't know if that's what I want to hear. I don't know if that's if that's You're the move. <laughs> were you were you uh so you're watching ECW? Were you watching WWF and WCW as well? Oh yeah. And that's what's cool about like this show is uh there's very big WC early mid nineties WCW presence on this show. Um Yeah. You know, Rick Steiner. Lil Benoit fucking Lil Eddie. It, it's it, it's super cool. Ron Simmons, dude. Dude, yeah. Yeah, totally. That was a very WCW show, actually, when uh when you put it that way. But yeah, they're uh at this point, I think it's April of ninety-five. Uh they're still like five or six months into their rebrand. So it's they're still pretty fresh. They're still like kind of trying to figure out what their ident- identity is, I think, at this point. But I mean, because I'm watching all the WWF and WCW stuff at this time too, man, and it's just dog shit over there, man. Like ECW, I, I can see the appeal of ECW at this point because right now ECW is by far the most entertaining of the three brands, I think. Oh yeah, definitely. But you live you you live through it live though. Is, is that kind of what you kind of thought at the time? Yeah, and just being the kid I was and finding that type of wrestling. I mean, dude, I was a young punk rock kid that like hated everything and you know found nirvana and all that crap and <clears throat> it just finding ecw was that like paul Heyman always says you know they it, i wanted to be like the counterculture of pro wrestling the nirvana of pro wrestling but it really was dude like once you've seen that shit mm-hmm. it was like wow dude and like the content what they're saying a lot of that stuff <laughs> it would not fly today brother <laughs> rough. rough man but you know Nothing says counterculture like the Broad Street Bullies starting out the show hot. Fuck, man. Was it uh, Johnny Hotbody, Tony Stetson, yeah. right? Uh, basically, uh, like Everize from the 90s, basically, is what they remind me of. Okay, I could take that. Just a couple of jobbers. I mean, really, ECW is chock full of jobbers, brother. You ain't got to fucking hurt my feelings by saying that. <laughs> <laughs> the show is full of them, but... Yeah. uh so right now, so the story with uh, between Raven and Tommy Dreamer is kind of just getting off the fo- off the floor here, and Stevie Richards is here as well for some fucking Dude. reason. He's kind of like uh, Raven's. Yeah, well, he's Raven's like lackey at that point, but that yeah. fucking mullet. Beautiful. Throw on a pair of fucking Glorious. pit vipers, and you're styling. <laughs> Definitely fit in with this crowd here. Uh, so yeah, Joey Styles. Opens up the show. He's ringside and he's with Raven and Stevie Richards. Uh, the Broad Street Bullies are kind of the, uh, like you said, they're jobbers, but they, they lost at the last show. So Stevie's like, if you don't win this next match, you're out of here. Uh, then he brings out, Stevie does, he brings out the Pit Bulls. Fuck yeah. So setting up this first match. So it's basically, you know, Stevie Richards is, is he's setting up the Broad Street Bullies to get destroyed Destruction! by. Were you a big Chronic fan? Yeah, by the way? I, I totally. Yeah, I'm glad you said that. I got those. You vibes. saw it too. I literally, dude, uh, synchrony. Dude, right in there, man, right inside me. But there is this. Are, are the pit. I, I keep forgetting to research it, but the pit bulls look like they're both like four eleven. Like <laughs> they're just tiny dudes. I'll tell you what, even they're huge. You, yeah, you you almost got to stand to a lot of these dudes, brother. I've I've met a lot of these wrestlers and. I do. I'm bigger than him. I'm only six foot tall. Yeah. I don't consider myself to be a big guy. I'm not jacked or anything, but it's like I stand next to him. I, mean, I could probably kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, I couldn't kick the pit bull's ass. I'm not saying no, that they would dude. eat me alive, but I don't. Man. I think they were probably about our size. What you say? You're six three. You know, mm-hmm. probably somewhere around there. I could be wrong, but they're thick boys. They're thick boys, um, and they just yeah squash match here in the beginning. Uh, super least. bomb by uh, the pit bulls. Pit bulls get the win. Uh, so now the pit bulls are kind of aligned, or they are aligned with Raven. <laughs> And Stevie Richards and uh, some really good promo work by the Pitbulls here. Uh, one of them says, you're our master, talking to Raven. And uh, the other one's like, uh, you needed us to kick someone's ass. And we kicked some ass. It's it's good stuff. Yeah, and Stevie's like, stuff. oh, if I, I tell you to kick someone's ass, they're like, no, no, we don't work for you. <laughs> like, <"Fuck laughs> you Stevie's like, oh, okay, sorry. Sorry, sir. Yeah, when Raven, when Raven tells me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly, but then uh, Raven orders the pit bulls to leave, but then Stevie brings up the girl from summer camp from uh, when uh, Raven and Tommy Dreamer went to summer camp as as kids, I suppose. A debut, very historic debut, by the way. Future wife. I don't know how I didn't see it. Yeah, for real. <laughs> get- uh, Raven's like, uh, you brought her here? You brought that girl here? That fat, disgusting pig. He did very. He got very unpc on on that bitch. It was pretty rough. It was pretty rough. Uh, but then out comes that girl, aka Beulah McGillicuddy. Looking Man, fine. She uh, she holds up. She holds up like you know. She's not nineties hot. No, she, it's it's good. She's That's a good. mama. She's doing the mama thing. You know, mama. Yeah, dreamer. she is. You got you love to see it. Um. But that, that's pretty much the catalyst for this whole rivalry between Dreamer and Raven. And we get a match here in the beginning. Uh, so Tommy Dreamer versus Raven. And uh, it just cuts to Raven in the ring. Tommy comes out. He, he isn't happy to see Beulah. But then uh, he gets in the ring. And they start going at it. Um, and like, um, immediately, it gets very ECW. They get into the crowd. Yeah. I know. Ch- People were bringing cheese graters to the show, uh, frying pans. I think know. they said, you do- too, it was like the first time. This is Joey Styles. Like, this is the first time a frying pan or, or no, a cookie sheet or some shit. Some right. sign yeah. has been used at the ECW arena. But it, it was like the last. specific sign. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny you bring up Joey Styles. I think this is the first time he calls Tommy Dreamer the innovator of violence. Oh, okay. And because uh, he's still like transitioning from being that like pretty boy guy right, into. Right you know what he would become so i feel like he's finally starting to get it because these these first few shows of 95 the crowd didn't really know how to feel about him but i feel like he's, he's definitely getting oh yeah they the were crowd. definitely yelling he's hardcore yes yeah yeah so the beginning of something special with tommy dreamer here but uh fighting all over the arena uh they get to the stage tommy's kind of just beating the shit out of raven here they fight to the stage uh tommy like gets on the ledge does a stage dive of sorts like a splash on the raven uh, they get back to the ring. You know, Tommy hits. He has one of the most beautiful pile drivers that I've ever seen in my life. He just holds them. You know, turns you know, all four, all four sides. Yeah, that was great. That's a great pile driver, dude. And then it's it's a nasty looking one too. Yeah, Raven Raven sold it good, man. Hell yeah. Um, but then Raven fights back. Hits two Raven effect DDTs or whatever he's calling it. Raven effect, right? Even flow, yeah. Raven effect. Even flow, whatever. yeah. I think it might have changed it in WWF or whatever. But uh, <laughs> and then we get like just a hilarious series of events here towards this. Is probably my favorite part of the show, honestly. So in the ring, Raven goes for a hip toss. 
But Tommy counters it beautifully into a DDT. But then on the outside, Stevie Richards starts kissing Beulah. Beulah then it's like slow motion slaps Stevie Richards. She's still new to the game. It's 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 fine. I'll I'll let it pass. Uh, but then what do you do when somebody slaps you? Well, you choke them. So <laughs> like literally like, like a cartoon, like, like strangling. <laughs> Beulah's just going limp like a fish. Strangulation. Check it out. Oh, yeah. Uh, so Tommy, he's, he sees this. He's not happy about it. So he goes to the outside. But by God, it's all set up. <laughs> by God, by God. <laughs> uh, Tommy goes to save Beulah. But Beulah turns around with the hairspray. Uh, he gets sprayed in the eyes. Tommy does. Then he gets super kicked by Stevie and, and DDT'd by Raven on the on the concrete floor and uh, rolls him back in the ring. That gives him the win, gives Raven the win. Uh, go, 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 go. Yeah. Remember his old Dude. WWF theme? That, that's, I got, I got, just from you doing that, I knew it's what you're doing. <laughs> good shit in, in this in this opening match, man. It's just like embracing like the good parts of ECW here, I feel like. Yeah, and the great, probably one of, if not the greatest stories ever told in yeah. ECW, you know, like the, the whole Dreamer Raven thing was so cool, dude. Yeah. Yeah. Like harkening back to, I mean, probably not real life, but, you know, in kayfabe land, it's real life, you know, situations. So, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's like that realism aspect is what you're not getting from WWE or WWF or WCW. So it's like that counterculture that you talked about is like, it's perfect here. Um, but then how do you, how do you follow that up? With murder. So we have uh, Mikey Whipwreck yeah. versus Ron Simmons. Dude, Mikey got Ooh. some love, though, from the from the crowd, the yeah. faithful at the 2300 Arena, like against a personal favorite of mine. I'm sorry, like at the time, too, like a very historic figure in professional wrestling, yeah. first ever African-American world champion, like recognized like WCW. Uh, and Ron Simmons was a part of Doom, dude. With Butch yeah. Reed, just a bad motherfucker, you know? Like, legit football player, you didn't fuck with him. Damn! Right. <laughs> so I thought it was super dope. And Joey, uh, Joey Styles referencing, you know, the former WCW heavyweight champion. And, that was cool, yeah. Dude, yeah. Proceed, but he was just, it was kicking my ass to see that shit. I was getting fucking the tingles. Dude, yeah, I saw this on the card, and I was like, oh, I hope this lasts an hour. Because I, I love watching Ron Simmons just shit all over people. Um, but yeah, like you said, he's just legit. He's a football player, you know, all the stuff in WCW that he did. Like he has a lot of credibility behind him, Ron Simmons. Um, so right, Mikey gets on the apron before he gets in the ring. Ron's like, he gets on the mic. He's like, I'm gonna give you one chance to get your ass out of this ring. and save yourself an ass beating. You know, you know how he talks. And then, uh, so Mikey's just standing on the apron, just contemplating life. Yeah, he's he's showing his guns, and uh, Ron's. I didn't. I didn't think the first thing Ron was gonna do was a fucking enziguri, but it was. And it looked like like if you were gonna do it as a shoot move, just like like in a street fight, an enziguri, like that. That's what it looked like. Just Perfect. took his fucking head off. Yeah. Um. So Ron, you know, tosses him back in the ring. He gives him like a. Uh, so he gives him a gut buster, but then he follows it up with putting him on his own head Press and giving him a gut buster 
Yeah, but like does a gut buster with his head. That like, looked pretty stiff too. Like that looked like it hit lower, like the bread basket or something. <laughs> yeah. But man, I feel like if you do that like more than five times in your life, your spine just like Dude, brother, by the way, I have to say, yeah. this entire show should just be called Dick Fest 95. There are so many low blows through this Ooh. whole show. I was, man, I tried counting them, but I'm going to be honest with you, brother. I, I lost count <laughs> during this match. <laughs> yeah. Every match, I see Rod Simmons yeah. doing low blows. I thought the fucking universe was upside down. <laughs> but then, uh, I mean, how else are you going to fight Ron Simmons other than just punching him right in the balls? So... Uh, Mikey does that, tries to fight back, you know. He must have really got him because Ron is selling this low blow. But He was selling. Fucking, but he wasn't going yeah. down during, like, the clotheslines. He was still selling the ball shot, but he's right. still, like, this bad motherfucker. He can't take him down. Like, I'm sorry. Dude. You kicked me in my balls. <laughs> still flexing. I'm a man. I'm going down. There ain't no fucking shame in going down when your boys are fucking throbbing and not in the heat of passion. Mm. <laughs> do you think uh, Do you think if you have bigger balls – does it make it hurt less or more? I think more. I think they're because mm. they're, they're covered in nerves, you know, sensitive nerves. They right. just get bigger. Those nerves probably get fucking, whoo, wicked a little, painful. Getting a little romantic over there. I'm gonna. I'm just going to move on. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, that must be why he's selling it for a long time because it's, uh, it's Ron Simmons. Uh, Mikey comes off the top rope. Ron catches him in a beautiful power slam, uh, followed by just like one of the most brutal looking choke slams I've ever. Because it wasn't like pretty necessarily, but it's literally like he, I don't think Mikey helped him at all. Like Ron just he picked him up. It and was just shut, He yeah. fucking tossed him like a piece of shit. Damn near through the ring, man. I think he did it a few times, uh, which prompts the crowd. To chant nine one one. Yes. Nine one one. Another Ooh. great gimmick from back in the day, dude. Oh man, yeah. I can already tell just in the few shows that I've watched that nine one one's a, a hot act at this time. Um so but Ron, he's just like, hey, fuck this. So he, he just choke slams the ref for no reason. But you know, he's Ron Simmons. Does he need a reason? Uh gets DQ'd, but I don't think he uh I don't think Mr. Simmons gives a shit really. Uh, Ron then picks up Mikey over his head. It goes to toss him on the outside, but lo and behold, it's nine one one is out there catches Mikey. Nine one one then gets in the ring. They, you know, they stare each other down. They go at it. Nine one one tries to choke slam Ron Simmons, but Ron hits him with a low blow. See, there's your Ron Simmons low blow, uh, and then choke slams nine one one again. Just as brutal as the one he did to Mikey Whipwreck somehow. Yeah. Um, Ron leaves. He says, fuck this guy. I'm out of here. And then, yeah, dude, the guys come out and fucking the wrestlers, the jobbers from the back, like, check, here you all right? And then they fucking, Raw! Herculean, <laughs> like, get off of me, Braun Strowman. Fucking exactly, dude. 911 gets up and then choke slams the shit out of everybody, man. And, some of them were there, there were a lot of bad choke slams in this. It's like I feel like yeah. once Big Show came out back in the day, or the you know the giant and the choke slam was like introduced. Right. At least it was for me. I could be wrong, you know. Or even like Undertaker. I feel like he's because Undertaker's still kind of early on. I mean, I guess he's a few years in, but 
Um, but yeah, Big Show is one of those guys. He would really like hold you up there and, you know, like a basketball, just palm you on the floor. Yeah. But yeah, I feel like yeah, Ron, my, my main takeaway here is Ron Simmons made 911 look like a bitch because yes. his choke slams were so much better. Did it not make you want to see that match, though? You know? Yeah, and it happens at the next show, and I can't wait to see that. That'll be a, a shit show, I'm sure. Uh, nine one one gets on the mic. He's like, "Ron Simmons, you piece of shit. Yeah. I'll fuck you up." Yeah, he's like, "I won't fuck him up." <laughs> it was like so clear. He like didn't. Now you see why I like this shit as a kid growing up because it's like I just heard a guy cut a wrestling promo. He's like, "I'm gonna fuck you up." Yeah, like, Hulk Hogan yeah. don't say that. No, yeah, Doink's not saying that in his promos at all. No, no, he's he's gonna pie you in the face. Yeah, and then ask if huh? you want some candy in a weird van. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you get over there in uh, in, the, in New York. So, uh, <laughs> but uh, man, speaking of WWF, we got a few future WWF guys here. So Joey Styles is in the ring, and he's interviewing Chris Benoit. The crippler. Ooh, yeah, yeah. He's uh, fresh off. That's like a new name for him at this point because he just broke Sabu's neck a few months ago. Um, <laughs> speaking of Sabu, so Sabu's not here. Because he's in Japan. So I don't know what the situation is. I don't know if it was like a last minute, like, oh, he couldn't get a flight or if it was, wasn't the plan all along. I imagine it couldn't have been, it might have been the plan because of who they got to replace him. But who am I? Who am I? Uh, but Benoit calls Sabu a pussy, you know, just flat out. Hey, Sabu, you're a pussy for hiding in Japan. Because uh, it was going to be Taz and Sabu, because Taz and Sabu were a team and they were paired with Polly and all that. And they were going to face the tag team champions, Chris Benoit and Dean Malenko. But that didn't happen. So he had, Taz has to find a replacement. So Benoit calls out Taz, or sorry, the Tasmaniac. He calls out the Tasmaniac. Peter Sinertia. Oh. <laughs> so I just found out Taz is white. And that, my mind is still blown. He's Italian, dude. The most Italian motherfucker I've ever seen in my life. Hey, it's Sicilian. Yeah, when you put it that way, it actually makes sense. Uh, so Taz comes out in his uh, his Zubaz pants. They all they start brawling. Taz and those Zubaz Benoit were do. the shit back in the day, mind you. I had a pair of Cincinnati Bengals one. As a I have kid, a pair, dude. I have a pair as well, man. They're comfy. They're comfy. Some Ninja Turtle high tops. Talk shit. Ooh, ooh, flexing, flexing <laughs> for the boys, huh? Uh, so uh, Dean Malenko comes out. So him and uh, him and Benoit, the shooter, team up on Taz, the shooter, black tights, black boots, no bullshit, Danny. No charisma out either, but we're not talking about that. Hey, is lack? He's the Ice Man. He is. All right, the it's his gimmick. Great it's his gimmick. You know, uh, but him and Benoit teaming up on Taz, and who comes out to make the save? Ooh, 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 Dog ooh, ooh, face ooh. gremlin, yeah, man. Dude, this is, I think it's the fourth ECW show I've covered so far. And this is the biggest pop I've heard yet. When Rick Steiner came. Dude, they loved Rick Steiner and there. The crowd's lit the whole time, too, mind you. Like, it's yeah. that. Oh, I feel like crowds like that nowadays, like GCW is kind of getting it, you know? Right. The crowd's in it like, like that. But that's, whew, great times. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And, uh, you know, him and. So Rick Steiner and Taz, man, that, that's the tag team I never knew I needed exactly. until, until I watched this show. Just awesome. They're suplexing everybody. It's out of the ring, you know, into the crowd, all that shit. Everybody's getting suplexed. 
Um, and then this prompts a, uh, a fuck Sabu chance, which I think every match from this point on in the show has a fuck Sabu yeah. chance. Yeah, but they weren't saying that when he came back. No, no, they got over it. They I got over Sabu, it pretty quick. Man. He's a homie. He's, he's fucking cool, man. Shout out to Sabu, by the way. He just went through some yeah. tough times with uh, the death of his girlfriend, Melissa Coates, the super genie. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. Much love to Sabu. Uh, but not this crowd. No, this crowd. not no this crowd at all, dude. They're like, <laughs> fuck Sabu straight up. And I love the man, but I was at work watching this, and I'm like, fuck Sabu. <laughs> it's easy to get you get drawn into it. I get it. Um, but, man, we got a little change of pace in this next match. Got the ECW World TV title on the line. Two Cold Scorpio versus Eddie Guerrero. I'm not going to stop doing that because this match fucking rule. <laughs> you know, it's funny. So the last show, there was a match between two cold Scorpio and Hector Guerrero. And the whole time I was watching it, I was like, man, I wish it was Eddie instead of Hector. <laughs> but here you wish for here we are, man. And boy, I'm glad that we got it because this match ruled. What do you yeah. think about it? And this match has been on like they put this on the network. Um, I think this entire show at some point was on yeah. the network. But it's been on like Eddie Guerrero DVDs they've released and stuff too. One of the many perks of VE, you get to own like the greatest wrestling library in all of television. Mm, yep. But yeah, is I mean, can we talk about how Two Cold Scorpio is still going fucking strong still, today, brother? And I'm telling you, that cat is super. Like, I hate to use underrated, but man, dude, like Scorpio, I was watching that dude like in '92. And just mm -hmm. destroying it wherever he went, you know, ECW, WCW, WWF. I don't give a fuck. I'll get down with Flash Funk, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I think if he came around a few years later, I think he would have had more success in the WWE. But he just came in at a weird, he came in when like Stone Cold was getting red hot and all that shit. Nobody wanted to see these flips and flops. They wanted to see uh, beer and middle fingers and cum and all that stuff, right? <laughs> cum boys, so, hunky boys. <laughs> but uh dude real quick I, i'm sorry yeah. i'm gonna derail you a lot man you got the juice on this episode it's gonna get a little fucking weird um they just had a match in gcw i think it was for the culture at the last collective mm -hmm. dream match if there ever fucking was one rich swan versus two cold scorpio dude <laughs> tell me rich swan is not the modern day two cold scorpio you'd be lying to yourself and to me and i don't appreciate that I think Scorpio Sky is the modern day two cold Scorpio. Just because he's black and bald? Come on now. Well, was Rick Rich Swan? <laughs> he's black. Well, he's black, but he's got dude. The whole thing's there with the rhythm, the fucking like. Just I think of the flash funk shit and and the high risk. Scorpio mm. is more of an MMA based guy. You know what I'm saying? Like he could do some high spots mm. and shit, but man, not like I fucking suppose, Rich yeah. Swan and two cold Scorpio. Was that the match where? Because I saw like a like a clip where Two Cold Scorpio did the double moonsault or the moonsault leg drop or whatever like last week, yeah. which is still insane. Doing it. Still, <laughs> is, still Dre Day. <laughs> yeah, what are we 20, 20, 26 years after the show? Just insane, dude. They're still going. And then Eddie Guerrero, of course, who would God, most damn. likely still be going if you if you were still around. Um, just to see these guys wrestle, man, it was it was mad. This, especially, you know, ECW in these early days, you got a lot of garbage. Blood but and guts this is deathmatch oh, shit, you know, like yeah. wanna be deathmatch shit at the time. 
But ECW is always so good at that, man, at like formatting their shows to where you have a little bit of everything. You got a little trash wrestling. You got a little just, little stuff like this, too. It's like AEW's given us, you know? It just so yeah. happens some of those guys work there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, but to Eddie is already super over. I didn't think he really got a name for himself until later. But here in 95, I mean, there's Eddie Chance. It's, it's yeah. ringing throughout that arena. Tape all, trader, all dude, a lot of that, especially there, all those dudes, it's like old school metal. Like all these dudes were back in those days were trading tapes. You know, we didn't have yeah. this shit. We we couldn't get on the internet and just be like, boom, check this link out, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what was the uh black black tiger in Japan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's super hot stuff over there. Um, so him, Scorpio. Uh pretty much like I said, it's a better match of the the Scorpio versus Hector match that I watched recently. Uh, just, just so, both these guys are so smooth like the chain wrestling in the beginning um, just all the moves that they're hitting you know, Eddie hits a wicked brain buster at one point followed by a frog splash it's not, but it's I guess it's not his finisher at this point yeah so it kicks out match. Scorpio kicks out but there were a couple like this is like early really good match false finish you know like shit where you yeah. think it's done like two or three times and this is you know like you're saying almost 30 years ago yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely ahead of its time with the false finishes and all the moves that they're pulling out. Like, you know, Eddie's hitting these like crazy cradle suplexes and tornado DDTs from the corner, and he's pretty jacked. Then, like, he got he was he wasn't yeah. like WWE when you know before he passed. He was like jacked, like because when he got mm-hmm. to WCW, he had a longer mullet and he was he looked a little a little bit chunkier. But dude, he he looked he reminded me of some way of like the modern day eddie guerrero you know that was like yeah got he was he was pretty fucking strong in this match dude and like you said so fluid those guys both of them jesus christ yeah no yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i had the same thought because he had the short hair and the and the build that he had in the like build, he was dude you could yeah. tell he was hitting he was hitting some weights and shit hard you know like mm-hmm. maybe not yeah. the juice so much as when he got to vince's Mm, yeah yeah but yeah it's not not a cruiserweight yet uh eddie or at least not in wcw um yeah scorp out there he's he's throwing out moonsaults he's built power bombs all he's 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 giving it right back to eddie and there's one move where like i like my asshole jumped out of my mouth when i saw this because scorpio like damn near kills eddie with this like he's gets like a phoenix splash leg drop i guess yeah what do they call but, it it's like the god what was the name of that move it's a weird sounding name, anyways. Like a Houston hangover with an extra rotation, yeah. somewhat, right? But he doesn't rotate enough, so he lands like parallel to Eddie, almost lands like his ass right on his head. But I guess he like <laughs> barely missed him. Like I don't know, it was, it was crazy. Um, but that doesn't finish the match. You know, it kind of gives Eddie <laughs> maybe did land on him because he kind of gave Eddie some time to kind of recoup. Uh, whips him into the ropes, but Eddie counters. With a beautiful victory roll for the victory, huh? Fun stuff. Um, but yeah, really out of nowhere finish, but a good finish. Uh overall, probably my match of the night if I had to pick one. Definitely. New champion, new TV champion, Eddie Guerrero. So I guess he's here to stay for a while, huh? And also, that was actually uh that was Eddie's debut as well. Yes. So you got Beulah, you have Eddie Guerrero, and there's some more. Rick Steiner. Yeah. Uh, Dino uh, Sandoff. What's his name? Yeah. yeah. It's not his debut. <laughs> yeah. But we'll get send off. Get that motherfucker out of here. Ah, we're having fun. 
Uh, <laughs> but man, speaking of speaking of get out of here. So we have we have our we have our, you know, chain wrestling. We have you know, the beautiful move, the fluid transitions. But now we have a hair versus hair match. So we got Ian Rotten versus Axel Rotten. So these guys have fought each other on every show since since it's been extreme championship wrestling. And it's a new gimmick thrown in there every time. But now it's hair versus hair. And so neither of these guys have much hair, mind you, to lose. They both got shitty mohawks. Axel, yeah. obviously, more than Ian. And RIP to Axel. And this is this this is another show. I find it weird because I've been watching wrestling for so long. And all the people that have passed away from it. This show is filled with them, dude. Yeah. So, you know, we already talked about like Chris Benoit and, and Woman. And now you have Axel Rotten and... Eddie Guerrero, it's like it's just crazy when you think about it. Yeah, it's unfortunately, no, it's always on my. I'll, I'll be even be watching like 2001 WWF, and it's still like every segment has at least one person. Yeah, it's so weird. It's, it's terrible, but man, this match is ECW, man. I mean, it's it's just fun. I I, I stopped trying to take notes on these matches because these rotten matches are just nonsense. Like. Have you seen the Thai Pie? What is it like the blood sport thing they, yeah, they so do with the glass? I have. I got a DVD like a long time ago, like 10 years or so ago. It was like the bloodiest matches in ECW yeah. history or something. It was on there. So it's been a while. So it's going to be pretty much fresh when I get to. I think it's either the next show or the show after that where they do that. Um, but yeah, that's crazy. And they, they just keep um, upping the ante with these matches. Lots of blood, lots of love, oh, man. That extreme they're they're really leaning into the extreme part of of this company with this um you can't really on the feed that we're watching this on you can't really see this is like one of these matches that kind of plays to the the live audience i feel like they're fighting all throughout the crowd yeah 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 chair you have you know just grabbing whatever weapons you could find from the crowd chairs cheese graters uh i think at one point axel he gets like a the timekeeper's hammer and just digs like the uh, the pointed end <laughs> into Ian's arm. Brutal stuff, man. Um, so yeah, the final like in the ring over the barricade. Uh, back in the ring, Ian hits a pile driver on the axle onto the chair. I think that's like the first wrestling move that we see. It's like fucking fifteen minutes into this match. Um, so we got an el- elbow drop from Ian from the second rope, but misses. Axel picks up the chair. Hits Ian in the face with it, and that's the finish. So Axel wins, and Ian has to get those beautiful, beautiful locks cut off. Man, it was no, it was just scissors. It was just oh yeah. It here, was here, just here, here's a rusty pair of scissors. Go at it, yeah. fellas. That's what Paulie said. Uh, the haircut <laughs> starts. Which, by the way, this dude's hair is, is this hair. Man. Yeah, yeah, you would know, or I guess you wouldn't. Piece of shit. What? But. <laughs> But Ian's hair, yeah, it's soaked in blood, but Axel's cutting it with his scissors. You know, he, He's giving it to fans, dude, throwing it out. Oh. You see some of those sick fucks are, like, keeping it. I wonder if there's anybody out here that somehow was there that watches this show. Like, this is going on YouTube, right? Yeah. Dude, comment. Let, let us know if you still have that hair. I'm curious because right after that, and Joey Styles is like, you can tell these are hardcore wrestling fans. <laughs> They're keeping the bloody hair. You know there's... I'd have kept that shit. Several people that have a framed lock of Ian's hair, or who, I don't even remember who fucking lost, but I don't even think it matters at the end of the day. Um, yeah, it's Ian that lost. Yep, so it's Ian's hair. But he looks... 
he gets up afterwards. And it's like he looks better without because he didn't cut all of his hair off. He just cut the shitty yeah. hanging mullet part of his part of his hair. But that's pretty much, you know, Ian grabs the tray. I guess the scissors were on starts beating down Axel with it, uh, grabs the scissors, digs it into Axel's. Like, of course, you got a sharp object in there. You got to jam it into your opponent's school. Yeah, exactly. You would have fit in. Uh, and he just throws a garbage can into the ring, but it's like a full garbage can. <laughs> so it's like yeah. someone had to clean that up. Like, oh, God damn it. Ian Dick Rotten. Oh, yeah. Any, any other uh, thoughts on that beautiful match? It's a, yeah, it's it, I to be honest with you. And I've, I've seen way better matches between those two. And at the time, you know, I can't remember necessarily watching that particular match at the time. So it's not like I, I have any special whatever to it's just kind of. Hey, your fucking bloody ECW brawl shit. Yeah, it really is the here. Just hey, here's some blood. Do you guys yeah. like it? Yeah, you like it because you're fucking killer, sick fucks. No killer. Yes. But speaking of killers, we got Hack Myers up next. Man, I am, I am quickly becoming a Hack Myers mark. <laughs> you are, dude. The Shah of ECW is the, the man. Shah, yeah. uh, Shah. Don't ask the Sheik, Shah. The Iron Sheik, about the Shah. <laughs> Uh, so it's Hack Myers versus Dino Sandoff. <laughs> <laughs> just said the man's name and Proceed. you just exploded. Um, but yeah, I think I believe Dino was one of the Jamokes that got chokeslammed by 911 earlier. Yes, he was. So now he's wrestling. So I wonder who's going to win this match. Uh, <laughs> fucking Hack Myers is super over for some reason. He's everybody loves the you know, the Shah. Every time he does a move, Shah, Shah, it's it's great shit, dude. Um, super quick match. The match is like, actually, it's not even that quick. It's a squash, but it's like it lasted like five minutes, which felt too yeah, long. Yeah, really. I was gonna say, yeah, uh, yeah. So Dino Dino Stroganoff, whatever the fuck his, his name is, he gets in a little he bit of offense. His paycheck that night. Shit, yeah, I got a brutal brainbuster by Hack for Myers. 50 bucks. I'll take it. I'll take a brain buster from Hack Myers for 50 bucks. Uh, I guess we're just trying to try to build up Hack Myers here, huh? Seems yeah, like to me. Trying. Yeah. This is good. Never shit, right? Hack Myers fan. I mean, I think I appreciate him more now because it's it fits my funny side. Right. <laughs> I can get down with Hack Myers, you know? Look, I'm but not trying then, to. I was like, yeah. who this motherfucker? I'm not trying to watch Hack Myers wrestle for 20 minutes or anything, but, you know, a five minute match. What a hack. The Shaw. I'm all, I'm all for it. Shaw shit is fire though. Get the fuck out of here. What a hack. Oh man. But uh who got the ECW world title on the line in this next match. Got Shane Douglas versus the Sandman. And Shane is the champion here. And uh is this me or this match feel like a uh like a clip, like a highlight reel? Like I don't know if you caught it, like how closely you're watching that there is a ton of cuts in this match. Oh yeah. Well it like I said, this was like this is basically a live event that was just filmed as best as they could back in the day. They, you know, they got yeah. the shit out of it. Yeah, I suppose. This made me laugh though, because Sandman, he gets like a like a fucking six minute long entrance. Like he's just <laughs> taking. But his dude, time. that's what it was all about. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, it was dope as hell when he gets up and woman, who is another one that has passed, uh, lights his cigarette for him. He just takes his cigarette out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like you said, that's what it's all about. That's that's what ECW becomes eventually. Uh, Joey Styles is building them up as like, oh, he was this 
pool hustler and bar <laughs> barroom brawler. Like, what is a fucking pool hustler? Like, fuck that. Like, I don't want to hear that. That rem- sounds like a pussy. That reminds me of you remember when Cesaro debuted and they were building him up as like a rugby player that like was too violent and they kicked him out. <laughs> it's like some unnecessary backstory. Ugh, but Shane just so. Well, I was saying Sandman gets this super long entrance, but then Shane Douglas, the champion, doesn't even get an entrance. They just cut right to him in the ring. Like, fuck you, Dean Douglas. Um, is this before Dean Douglas or after? Oh, 95. I think. No, I think he had a run before and after, no? I think, yeah. I think it, yeah. I think it was before. Or, no, this was after the Dean thing. Right, right. Um, but, uh, so apparently the Singapore cane is banned from this allegedly, according to Sh- right over there. Oh, do you? Well, let's, let's go, bud. Let's go. I have one, I have <laughs> one handy go. just in case. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what, some shit what I could possibly need. I need to like fix a mic at the end of it or something for these ECW episodes. Um, more fuck Sabu chance. In this match, uh, you know, Sabu's not here, but fuck him, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like I said, yeah, it'll be like. Like Shane has control in the beginning, he has a suplex and neck breaker, but then it just cuts. And then all of a sudden he's in, in a, ch- a crossface chicken wing <laughs> by Sandman. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a pretty good chicken wing. I'm, I do say my, so myself. <laughs> Nashville hot. Yeah, yeah. Kentucky fried. Then uh, then it cuts to Sandman hitting a leg drop from the top rope, which is weirdly athletic for Sandman. I didn't really uh, expect that. You got to do something with a limited game like that. You know, Sandman was a horrible wrestler, you know. <laughs> he was all gimmick. Just throw your body at people, see what happens, I guess. Yeah. Uh, then cuts, and then all of a sudden he's hitting the pile driver on Shane Douglas. And it cuts. And then here we're at the end here. We're at the, we're at the, oh, the finishing stretch of this match. So we got like the, one of the most ECW finishes you'll ever see in your life. So women, woman. I gra- think we saw one earlier in the night. Yeah, it's just full of them. Woman grabs a cane that is allegedly banned from this from this match. Uh, she tries to hand it to Sandman because remember, they came out together. So woman tries to hand the cane to Sandman. But Sandman is like, wait a minute. I need to light up the Siggy real quick. So he takes, he has, he has the cane or he like, before he grabs it, he's, he's lighting up a cigarette, like literally like mid match. And then as he's doing this, he blows the smoke into the ref's eyes. And as this is all happening, woman, by God, another double cross hands the cane to Shane Douglas, who then low blows Sandman with it. Another dick punch. Another one, another dick punch, another double cross. Uh, but we didn't mention too, and dude, the Eddie Guerrero match. There were dick punches in that match. It was oh like yeah, every match. Oh, all over. Even the Eddie Guerrero match, you can't you can't escape it. Proving once again that the low blow always wins. Dude, it'll beat me. It'll beat me every time. Um, beat me, huh? Huh? Beat me. Want me to beat you? You got a gimp suit? Get <laughs> down, baby. Don't let me distract you. Proceed. That, that that that's off. That's off podcast talk. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So this motherfucker was real. Sandman gets low blowed in the gooch with a Singapore cane, gets rolled up. <laughs> Ow! I, I I would hate that, dude. Dig it into your scrotum, you know, with the little. It's not. It's not the my scars favorite. Scars that it's, would leave you uh, mentally would go on forever. Probably physically too. What do you think Sandman's penis looks like at this point? 
shredded, probably like herpocyphilated from all those pool room hustles and hoochies that that's he was paying. <laughs> he wasn't using the sheepskin, let's be honest. Oh, no. It's, I mean, it's he, been, he uh, yeah. beat his own wife. Yeah, well, yeah, I suppose. And they allude to that, too. Uh, so Sandman, you know, gets rolled up, low blown. Shane, Doug, I almost called him Shane McMahon there. Shane Douglas wins or retains the title. Blotch! <laughs> uh, so Shane and woman, they're together. They make out in the ring. It is what it is. ECW, brother. It's ECW. Dude, it's so bizarre. Yeah, Ben Waugh's there. I think, uh, wow. is she married to Kevin Sullivan at this point or is this before? Uh, no, I think she she may have been around that time. I could be wrong, but I think it's it's I think it's about right. Yeah, but uh, so after the match, they immediately cut to some uh, some backstage promos. So they cut the Sandman who's sitting up there, you know, finishing up a cigarette. Quick. Yeah. At the end of the match, though, how hilarious was it? Sandman was laid out in the yes. fucking ring. Beat the fuck up, and then he's just like still finds another cigarette and lights <laughs> in his. <laughs> well, how else is he gonna <laughs> I know. recover? It's I guess. still yeah, but that like for the whole gimmick and everything, it still made him like you know it was like a badass fucking moment, but it was so hilarious, like oh, yeah. kind of cheesy, but like it was. But it. for the time, I mean, it was cool. I suppose I would it was guess tough as shit. I mean, I was I was two years old at this point so I, I wouldn't know but you know you watching you're probably like oh this fella's pretty he's, he's a mean dude with a rude dude probably yeah so uh then they cut the backstage with sandman he says uh he says i'm gonna beat you shane douglas and then woman i'm gonna watch out beat you like the bitch that you are or whatever he says i guess that's a quote that's oh a quote. behave <laughs> uh man you talk about cheesy so after Sandman says this, he takes a cigarette, throws yeah. it on the ground, stomps it out, and says, <laughs> what a drag. <laughs> yes, he does. Oh, fuck. It was they had me rolling, dude. I was like, dude, this is fucking... I'm a huge 80s like, action movie fan. I'm, I'll get the Arnold and Sly one-liners. All right. I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and then we get a promo from Shane Douglas, which is much more... Uh, articulate i guess yeah uh, he said red rick yeah that, that one i was i went cross-eyed after that i didn't really hear anything red he said. strong <laughs> this rhetoric was strong you're right you're right uh so sandman doesn't deserve the title he says uh that him he earned it uh i think at some point he said he's gonna fist sandman i i might have misheard it but I, there was something there was a lot of sexual innuendo going on in this backstage promo oh, dude wait what the fuck man it was like i'm uh, mad at it woman was looking pretty fucking fine i would i would take her out for a nice Nancy seafood dinner looking good yeah yeah um but fisting etc etc good promo from shane and uh man like i said just an ecw finish to that match uh anything else on that no a lot of shenanigans not at all a lot of shenanigans um but that brings us to the main events as, as uh the title of the show states three-way dance got a menage a trois to close out the show <laughs> oh there's blood there's blood what so we got the tag team titles on the line we got the champions chris benoit dean malenko do, do you like the public do you like the public enemy not at all <laughs> you love it like that i'm nearly like a gangster murderer they used to come out to that fucking shit oh 
I was watching it though, and I was kind of like, the crowd was so into it that it makes you like, all right, right whatever, I'll bob my head. But I really never dug Public Enemy, like in ECW or WCW. And I just, I, I didn't get it. Johnny Grunge and Rock Rock, and two more guys that are not on this earth anymore. So yeah, no, it's body count rises. Are we watching horror movies or what? I mean, what? identifies as a horror movie i mean i feel like this could there's enough blood and gore and jizz to identify as one so like we got <laughs> we got all the check marks as far as I'm blood and come on my hands that's a good song that's a good song yeah, i like it really tickles my cockles but we have uh so yeah all the teams that we saw earlier that were beating up each other yeah steiner and taz public enemy benoit malenko it's funny everybody i've had on this show that that when I cover ECW, no one seems to like Public Enemy. But it's like, because I'm I'm not really familiar with them other than what I've watched so far. And I got like the na 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 like you get sucked yeah, into it. It's easy. Na, na, na. It's fun, but it seems like very it is like fun. Like Philly likes this. Like this part of Philly likes it, but nobody else in the world likes it. Um, yeah. As Chicago, you know, I mean, we're rabid diehard fans out in this area too. So yeah, I mean, you just I, like see it. It probably would have been over. I think it was over. All right. Yeah. For sure. Um, so slots. I mean, just look at the names. You know, Benoit, Rick Steiner, Taz. There's suplexes all over the place. Oh God, yeah, dude. So many, dude. In some of those, Jesus Christ. I I saw Benoit take one. I forget who delivered it. I want to say it was. Uh, I think it was Rick Steiner. Yeah, dude. And Benoit. What are we talking there, about? I, there was one piece of the puzzle that made him fucking murder his family right there. I mean, <laughs> I'm not even trying to be funny. It, it was that second. That's where the CTE was born, I think. Probably, dude, because that was one of the nastiest. Just straight on the neck, dude. Like, what? Fucking. It was brutal. Oh, God, yeah. He was six foot tall when this match started, and then he came out 5'10 or whatever yeah. he is. So. And Ben Wad, you could, you could see, like, his style, dude. Like, you know, a little pit bull, like the almost like Dynamite Kid, and, like, yeah. mixed with that time from working in Japan as Pegasus Kid, you know, like. Dude, all his shots to those motherfuckers were stiff. He laid it in. in and quick. Yeah. No, Benoit was a savage, dude. Like, especially at this point in his career, like, like you said, he laid everything. Like, everything looked legit and probably legit. Probably was, but like, imagine every- him like wrestling Bret Hart at that time. I mean, yeah. they did wrestle, but I'm saying like at that time period, dude, it was just like, fuck, dude. It's crazy, dude. Crazy um yeah just intent with everything he did and then you have rick steiner and taz who are the same kind of deal and you have public enemy who are just crazy fucks that'll take any kind of bump they were taking some pretty gnarly suplexes in this match too these big boys um (laughs) steiner and taz are the first guy the taz maniac sorry Mm -hmm, we're the first team eliminated but probably because it's like you know paulie's like at that time i obviously steiner had to, there had to be some kind of working thing with wcw they did it with cactus jack and other guys you know and yeah. paulie knew people so maybe it's like hey you come in do this thing not take so many bumps you guys will literally spend like two minutes in this match yeah. and then get eliminated but then proceed to come in and beat every motherfucker's ass in the ring mm-hmm. they looked like beasts even though they were because it didn't because they got eliminated right i think uh I, I saw Steiner lines too. Remember that theme song, dude? The old Steiner line. Mm. The WCW. Yeah, I never knew the lyrics to that song, but that makes I don't know why I didn't catch that. But no, I'm very familiar. Very I think familiar. it's on iTunes if you fuck with that at all. So. Man, I'm about to I'm about to look that up ASAP once this is over. But uh, an American Males, great theme song. 
You know what pisses me off? They don't have Hulk Hogan's WCW theme song on Spotify. And that one's a banger. Really? American, American Made. Made? Jimmy Ooh. Hart wrote that, I believe. I believe it. I think he wrote like all of WCW's theme songs. He's American Man. It's, it's <laughs> good. There's not a lot of good about WCW at this point, but American Made bumps. Bumps. I still remember being a little butthurt about it, though, when I heard it in WCW. Being a young kid, not knowing the ins and outs of the business and legalities. It's like, why isn't it the old theme song that fucking makes the hair stand up? You know? <laughs> Uh, just wait, you know, seven or eight years and they'll be back. Um, but yeah, the like you said, Rick Steiner and Taz are the first eliminated because it's a three-way dance. So it's an elimination uh, triple threat match. They weren't dancing no more. No dancing. Well, actually, so they get eliminated, right? So Dean kind of holds. Uh, was it Rick that gets pinned? I, I'm trying to think. Oh, I, got oh, my, I have my, my, my notes question. here. You know what? No, uh, I think it's Taz. Yeah, it's, I think Taz. it's Taz. It's Taz. This is a lot of hullabaloo in this match. I couldn't remember. But, you know, Taz, you know, he gets he, he, like Dean is holding his ankles. Benoit Sinertia. comes from the top. Petey Sinertia. Gets, <laughs> That's such a crazy but, name. What a, what a cornball. Dude. Pete Sinertia. Once again, shout out to the Botchmania dude, Matthew, because that whenever they do the Taz segments. And it's like, it's Taz! And it shows the Oompa Loompa. (laughs) (laughs) This shit fucking gets me rolling every time. Poor Taz, man. Taz is trying to vibe to... Remember that meme? When he was vibing the songs? Do you see uh, those early pictures he released on his socials? Like his first um, promo shots that were never, like... He never put them out or never used them. It was like, dude, it was so, like, early, early 90s, like... It's weird looking. Did he have the uh, the loincloth that he had in this match as the Tasmanian? No, I, I don't think he had the loincloth. I can't really remember, to be honest with Thank you. Thank God. You know, but hey, the Tasmaniac, right? Because that was going to work. From Tasmania, you see. <laughs> we need you. <laughs> Fresh off the boat. So Taz gets headbutted by Benoit. Dean hits a jackknife pin. And then uh, Pete and Richard are eliminated uh but they don't really realize that because they don't leave they just keep kicking the shit out of everybody more suplexes they i don't think they ever leave it really until the end of the match um but at some you know dean and benoit public enemy they're the the teams left um i think they eventually split off so benoit and rocco rock are fighting through the crowd they're hitting each other with steel chairs you know keeping it casual uh, they fight to that little ledge that, you know, the famous ledge where 911 choke slammed a guy off of, and everybody gets thrown off of at some point. Uh, Rocco Rock sets up Benoit on a table that's out there and tries to go for uh, like a senton, but uh, misses, or Benoit gets out of the way. So Rocco Rock goes through the table off this like 10 foot ledge of some sort. So, uh, but in the ring, you got Dean Malenko. It's like a beautiful. Brain, bro- brain buster onto Johnny Grunge, which is he's like twice his size. I mean, Dean yeah. Malenko, I mean, he's kind of a savage in his own right. Um, shooter, but uh, the shooter, the shooter, I'm gonna shoot. <laughs> uh, Benoit brings the table into the ring, sets it up. Uh, they uh, I think he's super, yeah, he superplexes Rocco Rock, who eventually gets back to the ring, superplexes him, puts him through another table. Uh, then Benoit and Dean team up on Johnny Grunge, but Johnny fights back, hits a double DDT on both of them. 
Then Rocco Rock hits the drive-by, I guess is what he calls it, which is basically a swanton bomb. Yeah, just like that. And uh, new champs, huh? No, 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 new nah. champs, new champs. Public enemy, man. Yeah, were you hype? Were you hype when you saw this? The 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 hot steppers won. No. <laughs> no, I, I think I'm uh, done without it. As a fan, I I really wanted uh, a Taz or Rick Steiner. Yeah, I'm with you. Because it, it was it was an awesome combination, man. Like it was different. Yeah, yeah, it fit perfectly for some reason though. I'm surprised we never didn't see them team more. I don't know if they team anymore in ECW, but man, I needed I needed more of them for sure. Yeah, it was super cool, man. They they could have been a cool thing. Um, in Public Enemy, dude, that was ECW's go to. You know, that was their first before the Dudleys. It was Public Enemy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, anybody's gonna have the straps. It's gonna be them boys. Yeah, for sure. But uh, we're setting up here. So Public Enemy, new champions, and as they're celebrating with their titles. You know, you got Hot Stepper going off, na 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 na, all that stuff, right? But here come the, shit. the pit bulls. Yes. Oh man, Tiny Chronic is back. Tiny and, uh, Chronic. They... <laughs> Seeds and stems. <laughs> they want those. They want those straps, brother. So uh, I guess they're uh, building up to a match between those two teams, which will be uh, something. It'll be a thing that happens. That's uh, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, what was the next one? It was like Hardcore City because they filmed. It was like a two, two weekend or two day thing mm, when they filmed this whole entire Hardcore Heaven. Something, something, something along those lines. Some hardcore. That's probably pretty hardcore. If I had to guess, I would yeah. guess relatively hardcore the next show. But you're not hardcore unless you live hardcore. I live hard all the time, and you do parkour. I am going to see a dark doctor about it. But you're Johnny Drip Drip. Yeah, I'm dripping. Got a little idle leakage going, but uh. ECW, yeah, man, that brings the show to a close. <laughs> Three-way dance. Yeah, ultimately, man, like, overall, what would you think of this show? Good memories? Yeah, dude, it, a lot of good memories. Um, a lot of, like I said, a lot of historic shit. Like, if you're a real wrestling aficionado or a fucking dork, mm. like, I... I'm both I of those. I am. We all are. Yeah. Um, a lot of firsts here. A lot of debuts, a lot of, a lot of good moments, you know. It's just, it's cool to go back and watch, you know, and I'm always curious, like what people seeing it for the first time would think of it, you know? <clears throat> yeah. Cause it's, it's one thing to live it and then, you know, maybe go back and revisit some of this stuff. And even if it was a match I didn't see, I, I was still watching in that time period. So it's, you know, I knew what to expect, but for someone on the outside looking in, they could be pretty cool to, you know, hear their viewpoints on that and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's definitely a, uh, you know, when you're watching, because with my podcast, I, I keep up with WWF and WCW as well in this timeline. And yeah, I can, like I said in the beginning, I can definitely see the appeal of ECW because they're, uh, they got a lot going on. It's a lot of new stuff for the time, but eventually, I mean, WCW and WWF both, they kind of catch on to that kind of hardcore. And they stole grittier. from it. They stole from it. And they, yeah. they signed talent and they straight up like, dude. I love Steve Austin. I think we all love Steve Austin, but is Steve Austin Steve Austin without experiencing the Sandman? Not at all. Not at all, dude. You know, it's it, it's fucked up. Like ECW will go down as one of those promotions and it's always going to be that rabid fan base, but they did a lot and that's that's their legacy. They weren't meant to be, you know, they were the 
what Paulie said. They were the Nirvana. They were the flash in a pan. They were like the Beatles of wrestling, and then they came and went real quick, you know. But they did enough to influence everything that we've watched like the last twenty years, you know. Yeah, I mean, even from the beginning of the show, you had like all the realism based storylines. It's not like I'm a truck driver and you're a plumber and I'm going to show you that a truck driver can really, it's not like that kind of bullshit. It's, Hey, we went to summer camp and I fucked this fat bitch, but now she's back, but now she's skinny. And then that's a whole she's thing. Hot, you know, used to yeah. be a shoddy. Now she's a hottie. Ah, as the kids say, as the kids say, uh, but yeah, like the hardcore stuff, obviously way ahead of its time. Uh, even like the you know, Eddie and two cold Scorpio, like just watching this, like this is something that could hold up today easily. If you just saw this in AEW or something, um, it'd be one of the better matches on the show, like with how good these two guys are. And then it's, yeah, it's pretty much like AEW's format and a lot of places like some TNA, some impact and mm -hmm. other promotions have copied this format because like you said earlier, it gave you a little bit of everything, right? You know, you ECW was were they a blood and guts promotion? Probably very much so. But you look at that fan base and where they're at, mm -hmm. GCW's no different, like in this day and age, you know? Right. Yeah, I always, because I'm, you know, I, I, I catch a, a little bit of GCW here and there. Are you like a, a frequent watcher of them? Yeah, I would say so. Would you, I mean, obviously, I feel like there's a lot of comparisons between ECW at this point and GCW yeah. now. No. There's a lot of the fan there. I think they're a little more, uh, deathmatch base but they 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 support and they network with a lot of different promotions to put on different types of shit that's like they're gonna be doing some shit with uh homies from black label pro out here in northwest indiana they got mm -hmm. some stuff coming up in september that everybody could watch on fight uh the three cups stuffed um i think they try to be inclusive as far as every style of wrestling you could want to see you'll yeah. see some crazy shit you know and even guys like uh, it was crazy to see Rick Steiner like doing you know low blows in this ECW um, package we watched and uh, hitting people with like cookie sheets and stuff because it's just yeah, something yeah. you didn't see happen, you know? Yeah, no, he definitely fit in, fit in well. I, I would say you know Rick Steiner fit in just as well as Matt Cardona fit in with uh, GCW. So Zack Ryder and Rick Steiner, same person. Oh, yeah. was, Dogface Gremlin. I loved when. Uh, the when they first announced uh, Steiner was coming in on this show, and he came in and after they did all their thing or whatever, and and he's doing the you know the jogging around the ring like yeah, the fucking yeah, dog, yeah. Hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> and then him and Taz are both getting down like dogs and shit. Right. <laughs> all we needed was JYD, and this would have been a fucking you know the dog pile. Oh man, the Tasmanian the Tasmanian devil and a dog like, what else do you need in wrestling when you really look yeah. at it? uh but yeah man that that brings the show to a close dude uh once again thank you for coming on uh juice pro wrestling where can everybody follow you guys and check you guys out um everywhere we're on all social media facebook instagram twitter um i even fuck with tiktok occasionally mm -hmm. uh youtube direct link is jpdub.com all of our episodes are on there uh video we got we're releasing episode 165 this week so we got a lot of content, a lot of good interviews for you guys to check out. Uh, we just had the last guest was Josh Alexander. Um, we're going to have a lot more killer guests for you guys. Uh, so, yeah, hit us up and party. We like to drink beer, talk wrestling. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs>
Well, if you, if you like that sort of stuff, go check them out. Yeah, you guys are one of my go-to podcasts. You're doing really great stuff over there. Uh, but yeah, man, that's all I got. Uh, yeah, thanks for coming on, dude. Yeah, anytime, brother. Anytime. I I, I really enjoy your show. This is a uh, it's a good good thing for me to be able to actually watch this time without <laughs> Sren because he's a piece of shit. Once again, thank you to Justin from the Juice Pro Wrestling Podcast for joining your boy on this ridiculous <laughs> ECW episode. So much fun, as always, with Justin and the whole Juice Pro Wrestling crew sweating over there. Uh, go check them out at jpdub.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check them out on YouTube as well. Lots of great content coming coming from those guys. And uh, yeah, apronbump.com as well. Uh, if you like me, which if you've reached this point of the podcast, I would uh, assume you at least tolerate me. So go check that out at apronbump.com. You can find all of my episodes there. You can filter by promotion, by, by era, by timeline, whatever it is you fancy. You can find all my episodes there and whatever you enjoy listening to me ramble on about. So thank you guys once again for listening. God bless you. God bless America. And God bless Rick Steiner. Yeah. I'm hard.